All right, hurry up. We're on the air in three minutes. Everybody get in place. DJ, play us some Christmas music to get us in the spirit. You know, something warm and touchy-feely. people remember this is radio station WARM so don't be a cold fish put some feeling into it that's an order I'll be in the sound booth now we're up in five seconds five four three two one hit it December 23rd, Christmas is almost here. So sit back, get comfortable, and sing along as we remember that very special night long, long ago. Oh, 
Christmas without children. So now the Radio Kids Choir is coming to sing The Animals Round the Manger. <laughs> uh, now be sure to use your imagination and you might even hear some talking animals. said a donkey shaggy and brown I carried your mother uphill and down I carried her safely to Bethlehem town I said a donkey shaggy and brown the animals Welcome the tiny stranger 
said the sheep with curly horns. I gave him my wool for his blanket warm. He wore my coat on Christmas morn. I said the sheep with curly horns. To Emmanuel, they welcomed the tiny stranger. The animals round the Said the cow, white and red. I gave him my manger for his bed. I gave him my hay to pillow his head. I said the cow, white and red. The animals there were glad to tell of the gifts they gave to Emmanuel. They welcomed the tiny stranger. The animals round the manger. The animals round the Thank you, Kid Squire. I've been volunteering to do this program for the last 25 years, and I do believe that you just heard the best children's choir we've ever had. That was great, kids. Well, I know, and you know, that animals can't really talk. But what if they could? What if animals had been able to tell the story? This evening, for our children's broadcast, let's allow our imaginations to wander back to a night more than 2,000 years ago. What might they have said if donkey, cow, sheep, and dove had been able to tell the story of the lowly stable strong with hay? Mmm. I never saw a human so weary as that lady. Mmm. Bad. Bad night it was for her. But donkey... You should know how far she came, for you came that far yourself. How long were you on the road with that sad-faced man and that weary mother? Don't bother me. I'm eating. Hee-haw. <laughs> Coo, I'm so glad I'm only a bird. Sitting on my nest and singing to my brood is so much sweeter than traveling miles and miles to a strange city far from home. Listen here, Dovey. You don't know the half of it. It's a rough road between here and Nazareth, where Joseph and Mary set out. 
Those are their names. Joseph, he's a good man, a carpenter. He smells of sawdust most days, but he's kind to me. Been kind to Mary, too. She was espoused to him when the news came of the baby. Bah! Espouse? Is that good or bad? Yeehaw! Silly sheep! Espouse means she was to be his wife, and so she is. Now that he's taken her, they'll go back home once the taxes are paid to Caesar the Gusty. He's the reason why they had to come here. Did you say the Gusty? Uh-huh. They call him Augustus, but if you ever heard him speak, you know it should be the Gusty. Hee-haw! But I don't know how he'll pay anything to anyone. Dirt poor they are. Mmm. My, how peaceful the little mother looks lying there. Coo. Her voice is surely the sweetest sound the little one waiting to be born has ever heard. So soft and smooth and soothing. She makes me want to sing a lullaby, too. Why don't you sing us all a lullaby to sleep, Dove? Coo. 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 This is WARM 88.5 FM.
We'll be right back. Okay, cut. DJ, roll the Christmas music. Now, everybody listen up. You've got two minutes and nine seconds. No more, no less. So don't wander off. Robert, where's my triple shot latte? Uh, anybody need a bottle of water? Uh, if I'm really lucky and keep drinking enough water, I may be able to keep that donkey voice all the way through tomorrow night's program. Well, no one can do a donkey quite as naturally as you, Rich. And you've got a great radio face, too. Hee-haw. Voice sounds good so far. I'll be fine, but this is the last time I agree to do a radio drama at Christmas. Only one more shopping day, and where I am while the stores are open, stuck at a radio station, playing well, let's just say it's not the most flattering character I've played. Oh, stop complaining. It's no wonder you have to play the donkey the way you huff and puff around here, as if you're the only one who has shopping left to do. How about you, Steph? Got all your Christmas presents ready and wrapped? Actually, I haven't even started yet. Haven't started? Girl, you better get a move on. It just looks like it's going to be a lean year at our house. Dad still hasn't found a job? No, not yet. What a time of year to be out of work. I'm sorry he hasn't found something. Your mom's still cleaning the houses to make sure ends meet? Yep, and she's glad it's Christmas time. Seems like everybody wants a house cleaning this week. She's so tired, she has three houses to clean just today. Well, Steph, you don't know how much I appreciate your work here at the station over the break. I know it's a sacrifice. Uh, excuse me. Uh, hello there. May we help you? Are you the radio actor? Yes, we are. Yes. And I have something for y'all. Uh, we're about to go back on the air. Could you wait a little while? Well, um, I guess I could wait just a little bit. Radio actor? Never thought of myself as an actor, but I'm probably the only broadcast journalism major at school with experience in radio drama. Yeah, you're a radio actress now. Should really help your job prospects to list Dove of Bethlehem on your resume. Might get your career off to a flying start. Yeehaw! Very funny. All right. Back to your places. Get to the right page now. And remember, this scene is supposed to be very close, like we're all crowded together. All right. Break's over. Get into position. All right. That first scene was all right, I guess. But you guys need more joy, more Christmas spirit and all that good stuff. Five, four, three, two, one, hit it. FM, bringing you Christmas on the air.
Return to the manger of Bethlehem, where everything is very, very quiet.
Ah, it's the middle of the night. I say let's forget about the sound and go back to sleep. Mmm, maybe we should. But Dove said she was sure she heard a strange noise in the inner stall. It woke you up, right, Dove? Coo, the noise was so unusual. It sounded like no animal I've ever heard before. Bah, but you don't hear anything now? Maybe it will come again soon. Listen. Nothing as far as I can hear. No, I don't hear it now either. Move over so I can hold my ear close. Back down, cow. Your place is at the bottom of the wooden gate between the boards. It may be tight, but we all have to share the space. Still, I still say she didn't hear anything. Coo, I'm sure I heard a still small cry. Maybe so, and maybe not. But it's pitch black in the inner stall. If we can't see anything, we might as well settle back in our separate stalls. Ooh, there. There it is. A tiny little voice. So soft and low. Like no animal I've ever heard. Ooh, look. The man has lit an oil lamp to bring to his wife. Hmm. She's holding something close like she's afraid she'll lose it. I thought you said they had nothing of value with them, donkey. It's the truth. They brought nothing with them. Well, they surely have something now. Will you look at that? There's a little hand. Fingers stretching up as if to reach for the star that shines so brightly through the window. Look at the tiny fingernails and the rosy rounded elbow of the little arm. Aw, she's bundled them up in some tufts of wool from me. Mmm, I can't see the face, Dove, can you? No, she's holding the bundle too close to be seen. Maybe with the rising sun we'll see the precious treasure. Donkey, why did they have to come to our stable on such a night as this with a baby on the way? Well, they asked to stay in the inn, but there was no place for them. No place for such a little mother about to give birth? I'll never understand humans. We're only barn creatures, but we all have a home when our young ones arrive. Say, friend, let's think upon what we just heard. Why do you think there was no room for Mary and Joseph? Was the innkeeper a hard man who cared nothing for weary families? I don't think so. I imagine he was someone just like you and me, a decent man, a busy man. It wasn't that he didn't care. He just didn't know. Why, if an angel had come to tell him that God's only begotten son was to be born that night, would he have found a bed for them? I'm sure he would. But he didn't know. This Christmas, may we be willing to help someone just as we would help Jesus if he were the one in need. Remember, we worship Christ by reaching out to others in his name. Go 
From the realms of glory, go tell, go tell. Spread to all the gospel story, go tell, go tell. Lift your voices up to heaven, unto us a son is given. Shout the news of God's salvation, go tell, go tell. In the field abiding, God with us is now residing. Prophets told the baby Jesus, Now he's come to save and free us. Satan's power will not defeat us. forget to tune in tomorrow tomorrow night on christmas eve for the conclusion of christmas on the air we close tonight's broadcast with a special number for all you children out there in radio land
This is WARM 88.5 FM. Tune in tomorrow night for the conclusion of Christmas on the Air. Thanks for listening. And cut. Well, it could have been better, but this ain't Hollywood, so it's good enough, I guess. Now, make sure you're all here, back in your spots, tomorrow night, same time, same place. Merry Christmas. Is his name Ebenezer? <laughs> As in uh, Scrooge. I don't mind him. Uh, you all did a super job. It could have gone better, and I mean it. But I can tell you how much I appreciate it. This broadcast really means a lot to you, doesn't it, Grandpa Miller? It's been my annual ministry for 25 years. But I don't think the new manager is all that excited about everything he's inherited. Well, I think it's a much-needed contrast to Santa Claus and Rudolph. We'll see you tomorrow evening. I'm off to hit the 24-hour sale mark. I'm going to hit the hay myself. That should be good for your career as a radio donkey. Yeehaw! Good one for the bird brain. Oh, what? Hey, where's the strange woman who was in here? Must have slipped out while... While we were doing the session. Okay by me. Gave me the creeps to have someone just show up off the street and ask if we were radio actors. I thought she was going to ask for a handout or something. I don't think so. She had the kindest eyes. Well, I figured she was just going to say she liked our story. Hey, look at these. She must have left these. Here's one for cow, sheep. Dove and donkey. Hey, look at this. What? I'm not touching that thing. Could be booby-trapped. Come on, Rich. It's just a Christmas card. Though there is something stiff inside. I was just kidding. What is it? <laughs> uh, I'll look. Um, I guess I'll be the guinea pig. I'll be brave. Well, will you look at that? What? It says, wishing you and yours a blessed Christmas, just like the first one. And here's a gift card. It says from the Old Town Jewelers. Expires on Christmas Eve. Here, let me see that. No, no, no. You can look at your own. All right, all right. Huh, it says the same thing. Mine, too. Yeah, that makes four of us. You think the gift cards are any good? Oh, yeah. They're good, all right. They're very good. Professional. Don't you see? It's a sales gimmick. They send out someone who looks like a mysterious stranger to pull in business on the biggest shopping day of the year. Brilliant. You probably get a genuine imitation cubic zirconia. Hee-haw!
You know, he's probably right. She didn't, she didn't even say to talk to us. Of course mm. I'm right. She's probably making the rounds every place on this side of the street while someone else hits the other side. Canvas the whole district so sales are up this Christmas. Well, who knows? Might be worth checking it out. But the downtown stores are already closed tonight, right? Well, there's always tomorrow. Well, you can tell me what I miss tomorrow night. I'm not wasting a trip. Maybe you're right. Parking will be hard to find tomorrow. Which is why they have to resort to tactics like this. Cheap sales gimmicks. You guys get some rest, and I'll see you back in the stable tomorrow night. Hee-haw! I'm going too. Steph, you need a ride? No, thanks. Mom's picking me up. Okay, well, not y'all. Oops, I almost forgot my card. You gonna give it a try? I don't know, Steph, but you should check it out. Nothing to lose. Might be a 25% discount or something. Have to be more than 25% to help me. Not Joanne. Not everyone. Bye. Y'all take care. Thanks again, Steph. Not a lot of college kids willing to get involved with kids' program over the Christmas break. I loved hearing the kids sing. They really seem to get it, don't they? I mean, Christmas. It's, well, I guess it takes the faith of a little child to just simply trust God, doesn't it? Jesus said, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. You're a walking Bible, Grandpa Miller. Glad I got to work with you. Uh, the privilege is all mine, Steph. And we still have one more night to go. Wouldn't miss it. Now you have your mystery card, don't you? Yeah, I got it. Like Joanne said, I don't have anything to lose. Good night. Aren't you going home? Oh, in a minute. The ladies wanted me to listen to the new song they've been working on. See you tomorrow night. Bye. Okay, ladies, let's hear it.
great job. Well, uh, I think I hear my bed calling me. Everybody get a good night's rest, and I'll see you back here on Christmas Eve. Good night, all. Christmas Eve. Are we all ready to gather around the manger? Manger is all set up. We just need a few more animals. Hey, you ever thought of bringing in some real animals so the sound effects are genuine? Have you ever tried to make a real donkey bray on cue? <laughs> I see your point. Still, the realism would be something to hear. Uh, might be something to smell, too. Hee-haw! Bad idea. I visited the Yoder Dairy this fall. You ever gone? No, but I grew up on a farm. Really? You have all those tubes and machines to milk your cows? Nope. Just these magic fingers. You've seen the farmer's handshake, right? Here, lace your fingers together. Do your thumbs like this. <laughs> you really did grow up in a barn, didn't you? Well, let's just say I visited the barn every morning, bright and early. Tough life, huh? No, not really. Only good memories. Uh, tending cows and sheep and chickens, it's all part of God's provision. Okay, drop what you're doing. Tell them, or tell them stuff. Well, uh, hold on. Either of you two try out your coupon last night? Completely forgot about it. I didn't get there. Okay, me neither. I could tear my hair out. Sales gimmick my eye. Tell them. I just asked what the card was good for, and they said it really was a gift card with no limit to pick out whatever presents I wanted to buy. I was like, yeah, right. Wait till you hear, Rich. So I started with a watch for my dad. I picked out a real nice one and figured they'd say it was too much. They're like, very nice choice, ma'am. And what else would you like? Hear that? A watch for her dad, Rich. So then I think about Jan, my sister. She's always wanted a strand of real pearls, and I pick out this really beautiful pearl necklace. Did you get that, Rich? This sales gimmick gave her a pearl necklace for her kid's sister. And then for my mom, I thought, if I could only get her a ruby ring, that's her birthstone. So I picked this. You wouldn't believe the beautiful ring I picked out. I mean, it was worth, well, let's just say it's worth more than I've spent on anything in my entire life. The lady says your mother will be very pleased. You got her a ruby ring? I could just scream. And when I asked if they knew who purchased the gift card, they said the party has asked to remain anonymous. So I walked out of the store with three gifts, all wrapped in complimentary wrapping. And do you know what the total value was? It was over $3,000. That was just before closing time, and I came straight here. For $3,000? It's like a miracle. 
The one year my family so broke, we thought there would be no Christmas presents, and now this? Okay, okay. This is really weird. Who was the woman? Why in the world would she do a thing like that? Face it. I had the opportunity of a lifetime, and I missed it because I was getting stocking stuffers at the dollar store. Oh, my. What a Christmas story this will make for years to come. I'm so happy it was you who got to go, Steph. But we're not far from airtime, uh, so we'll have to talk about it a little later, if that's okay. I'm sorry, guys. I wish there had been time to let you all know, too. Yeah, right. Well... Just so you all know, the donkey will be really grumpy tonight. Hee-haw. <laughs> Ditto on the sheep. All right, all right. Fifteen seconds till airtime. And you better give it some possess or else. Quiet on the set. Five, four, three, two, one. Hit it. This is WARM, 88.5 FM, and now we continue with Christmas on the Air. Move over, donkey, and let me see the shepherds. Well, you can look for yourself, but you won't see them. They already left. And not too soon for me. They were so timid you could hardly hear what they said. Back to the hills to care for their flock. But they were so happy. Did you see their eyes? Just imagine what they saw last night. Angels filling the night sky with shining light. And what they heard, glorious tones of angelic voices crying out, Glory to God in the highest. Mm, and what else did they say? Who on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Then back to the sky they went. But why did they come to... Shepherds of all people. Back off the shepherds, cow. No, I'm only mean that they, well, they aren't the famous or the wealthy. They're just simple folk who love and care for their sheep. Hmm, why would God announce the birth of his son to them? Who? I think I can answer. God uses humble things to accomplish his will. That way he gets the glory. I still say it doesn't make any sense at all. The king of kings makes his grand entrance to earth in a humble manger, surrounded by lowly animals and simple shepherds. Who could imagine such a thing? Yes, who could imagine? Oh! 
I could have given something to the little family for the Son of God who was born so poor. Yeah, but what would you have to give? I was going to give him some hay, but he doesn't have any teeth to chew it with. Yeehaw! Don't worry. His mother's making sure he won't go hungry, but I sure am starved. Could I have some of your hay? Bah! Stop thinking about your stomach, donkey. Cal, don't you realize the gift you've already given the baby? Me? A gift for the baby? Really? Whose food trough is he lying in? Well, mine. You gave up your manger so he could have a cradle. Hmm, I did, didn't I? He slept his first night in my manger. And how about you, sheep? What about me? I didn't give up anything for the baby. I wish I had. Coo, but you did, sheep. What did I give him? You saw what they wrapped the baby in to keep him warm. Coo. Well, that was just tufts of wool left over from sharing. No sacrifice. But it came from you, and it kept him from shivering in the night. It did help to pat his swaddling clothes in the rough manger. Coo. I'm the only one who gave nothing. Mm -hmm. You're forgetting the lullaby you sang so beautifully for him. But that was just cooing. I do that every morning. Mm, but it sounded so sweet and soothing in the middle of the night. Coo. I guess it was a strange time to sing. Well, in case anyone cares to notice, I gave the baby something too. You? What did you give, donkey? He would never have made it to Bethlehem if his mother had to walk here. Coo, donkey, our gifts cost so little. You gave something that cost you more than a manger, or a song, or even tufts of wool. Really? Coo, it's what any of God's creatures can give to him. Me? What was my gift? Obedience. If you hadn't been willing to walk where you were told, they never would have made it to Bethlehem. Well, if I gave the costliest gift of all, I'm the greatest giver here. Hee-haw! Mmm, donkey. Obedience you have. Next thing we'll work on is humility. Well, friends, we'll leave the lowly stable of Bethlehem now and journey back to our own town of Bethlehem for a final word this Christmas Eve. Our story this week has been about the simple truth that God is the one who gave the greatest gift 
that was ever given, but very few seemed to notice that gift, and many folks were just too busy to care. So I came up with this crazy idea for a little experiment of my own. I figured out a way to give three people that I care about very special Christmas gift. Each one of them received a gift card from a local jewelry store, but there was one catch. It had to be used by Christmas Eve, and I didn't tell them it was from me. Now I'm going to ask Rich, who played the donkey, and Joanne, who played the sheep, to step up to the microphone. Joanne? Could you tell the listeners why you didn't go by the jewelry store? You, you get, I, I don't know what to, I was busy. Well, do you mind telling us how you felt when you realized you missed out on that, what would have been such a wonderful joy? I guess I was, well, you could say pretty upset with myself. Rich, how about you? Me? Well, I, uh. I guess I uh, just, um, I, I didn't, I guess I was just too skeptical. Dear listener, you ask, why did they miss out? They just didn't know how much the gift was worth. Seemed too good to be true. We live in an age where people have grown so busy with the gift buying while others have grown to the, so skeptical of the simplest truth of Christmas is lost on them. It seems too good to be true. Jesus came because he loves you. He loved you so much that he died on the cross to take away your sins. And he wants you to be with him for eternity. Will you have the faith of a little child? Will you say, come into my heart and save me? Lord Jesus, I turn from my sin and self to live for you just because of your gift of love to me. Friend, if you will pray that prayer in your heart, you will experience the true joy of Christmas for the first time. And you can worship Jesus just like Mary did that first night so long ago.
She looks into his eyes and worships him. This little baby who will save from sin, the Father's only Son, the long-awaited One, this child the world will soon of WARM. We'll be right back with the conclusion of Christmas on the Air. You can all go ahead and slip out. There's not much more to do. I can't accept these gifts, Grandpa. They're just too much. No, they're not, Steph. They're just enough to say how much I appreciate your sacrifice and to help out with the radio drama especially with the need your family faces this year. Joanne, Rich, I have good news and bad news. The bad news is that the open limit was only good if you used it by Christmas Eve. 
The good news is that your cards will still be worth $50 if you use them the week after Christmas. Oh, that's very kind, but you don't have to do that. Yeah, I was the jerk who didn't, well, who missed out. But I do have a question. Who was the strange-looking woman who brought the cards? <laughs> uh, I'll have to tell her she looks strange to you. Uh, that was my sister, Kathy, from over in Chester County. She's here for the holidays. Oops, sorry. I gotta hand it to you. I was never so surprised in all my life, but thank you for the unforgettable lesson in faith. Yeah, and thanks for, um, for well, everything. I'll never forget it either. You're welcome. I couldn't have asked for a better cast for our kids' Christmas program. Only one problem. What's that? Now I really do feel like a donkey. <laughs> Aw. And I followed you, dumb as a sheep. Well, on that note, I think I'll fly on home to my roost with the most generous presents I've ever received. Merry Christmas, Grandpa. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is WARM 88.5 FM, and now for the conclusion of Christmas on the Air.
Amen. Well, that's the program. Why don't you give the choir a hand of appreciation? And, uh, and then we got uh, uh, Grandpa, well, better known as uh, Cow, Sheep, Donkey, and Dove. <laughs> uh, give them a hand. Outside of the singing, they had the most work, but, um, but that, uh, you never know what it takes to put on everything that, that, that happens, and, uh, and then you never know who it is that you actually gave the parts to, and then once you start practicing, you realize, oh man, the perfect people got the parts. I mean, it fit them perfectly, especially the donkey, but no, no. <laughs> I got to give them a hard time, but... Um, but no, we, we thank y'all for being here, and um, <clears throat> can I just shine a little short light? I promised everybody I was not going to preach, and I'm not going to preach. After this morning, amen, yeah, you're welcome. After this morning, um, there's not a whole lot of voice left anyways, all right? But, um, but I do want to say this, if you paid attention to the storyline, uh, there were two stories going on at the same time. One, of course, the, uh, the radio scene of what was taking place with the animals and the the view from an animal's viewpoint there with the birth of Christ. But the other was a, a story within a story taking place where a gift was offered, but due to skepticism or just apathy, it was missed out on by two people. One just took it for what it was, took the offer to see what would, what would actually happen and found out it was a gift greater than she could have possibly imagined. The other two, one was skeptical that uh, something too good to be true is definitely probably too good to be true. And so didn't even try. And the other just didn't have time. And may I say, the spiritual aspect, I know y'all probably figured it out by now, but the spiritual aspect as a whole on that deals with salvation. It's the greatest gift ever offered, but yet it's, an, it's a gift that is not received automatically. I was talking to somebody today about the fact that when Christ died on the cross, it was not an automatic, okay, I died for everybody, everybody's saved now, period. You're saved whether you want it or not. No, uh, we were left, each and every one of us left, with the responsibility to make the choice of accepting or rejecting the gift. My dad used to always explain it this way. Uh, say that uh, someone knew, say you got your, you have a favorite vehicle, favorite car. Most, uh, most fellas do, but even some uh, ladies growing up, we tend to have a, a car. If we could have one particular vehicle, we, most people have a favorite. They would love to have typically outside their range of ever possibly having for themselves. But say that you knew what that uh, vehicle for somebody you cared about was and you came into some extra money and you had it on your heart to buy them that vehicle and give it to them. Some of y'all are thinking, I wish somebody would do that. But here's the, here's the difference. Say you went and bought that vehicle and you have the keys and you get around that individual that you want to bless with that vehicle and you, you just really want them to take and understand the gift that it is and just enjoy it. And when you talk to them, 
You, you show them the car and you say, this car is yours. I bought it. It's paid for. I'm not giving it to you with bills yet to pay. It's completely free, paid for, done. It is yours. Let's say that that individual you cared about got so excited, they went outside, they ran laps around the car, they looked at it, they opened it up, they sat in it. Boy, they honked the horn, they tried everything. They're so excited, and they get done, they say, boy, this is great, and then they run off and leave. And you're standing there with the keys in your hand, and say, you know, it's yours. And they, they, they just take off and say, yeah, that, that's wonderful. I'll, I'll, I'll come get it at some point, maybe. Now, the question is, you bought the car, but is the car technically theirs if they never take the keys? If they leave the keys, they never take them, they never, they never actually receive what you are handing to them, and they never actually get to drive off with it. They never actually get to enjoy it. They know it's theirs if they'll take it, but they just say, ah, later. Ah, maybe. I'll come back. If they never take the keys, they never accept the gift. Now, was it for them? Yes. Would it be theirs free without any strings attached? Yes. Is it technically theirs if they never take the keys and drive off? No. That's the way, same thing when it comes to salvation. Christ died on the cross because only he could pay the price to make salvation debt-free. And he says, I've paid the price, and it's your free gift that only I can offer to you. And yet, knowing about it doesn't make it yours. Believing that he, he, he died for you doesn't really make salvation yours bible says with the heart man believeth and with the mouth confession is made there has to come a time when we as individuals understand i am a sinner understand christ died for me to offer me the gift but the offering is not forced on me it is merely set before me but i must accept that free gift say how do i do that for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Just believing Jesus Christ is, Jesus, is God in the flesh doesn't, doesn't complete the process. Just believing He would forgive you if you asked Him doesn't complete the process. Even saying, you know, I really would like to doesn't technically finish the acceptance. It is me saying I'm a sinner. I believe that Christ died for me. And then it's me saying, knowing that I'm a sinner and knowing that he's the only solution for salvation, Jesus Christ, will you forgive me of my sins? Be my Savior. At that point, an individual takes the step forward to accept the gift. Much like the dove, I don't remember, what was the name of the, your character? Steph. Much like Steph actually went and took the gift she was given and acted upon it. Same thing is with salvation. If we think it's too good to be true and we pass it up, we lose the opportunity and we reject Christ. Or maybe we're just too busy to say, he's the only way and I choose him. Regardless, 
Every single person in here has the responsibility to willfully accept or reject the gift of salvation. If you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, you're trusting in anything except for him. Or maybe you say, well, I believe in Jesus, but I also do this, this, and this. That's not what the Bible teaches. I think, you know, it'd be great if we could just do whatever we want, but that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that he is the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by him. Therefore, every single person in here must realize you're a sinner, must realize Christ died for you, and must be willing to accept his forgiveness, plus nothing, minus nothing, Jesus only, to forgive you of your sins. That's the free gift that is offered, but it's up to us. If you've never received Christ as your personal Savior, may I challenge you tonight, realize the gift and realize your personal responsibility to accept it willfully by accepting Christ as your Savior. If you don't know where you're going to spend eternity, we sure would love to talk to you. Sure would love to have that opportunity. Matter of fact, we're going to do this right now, and then we're going to...